Okay, welcome back. Uh, today is Wednesday, October 27. How about that? October is finished, almost. And the year is almost finished, moving into 2022. Um, intensity of Catalyst continues and will grow. Uh, today I want to continue uh, comments from last week's discussion uh, on the parable of the tares and the title that I had been thinking of, you know, we'll see, you know, when I do these talks, I haven't settled upon the final title of the talk, uh, so you're getting at a time close to the finishing of the title. Uh, my first sense of the title would be Logoic Issues. Like, what's wrong with this Logos? What's going on with this Logos? Or these Logoi that, as I said last time, it's a very major point. Uh, <clears throat> feeling a deficiency with the slow soul rate of soul evolution and the efficiency of catalyst use in the non-veiled 3D souls closer to the center of the galaxy, right? Like Ra talks about, it's a very esoteric point. Uh, bringing the law of free will down to 3D mind or thickening the curtain between conscious subconscious, which is called veiling the mind in 3D physical. So as to um, give souls more confusion, the law of free will, the law of confusion equated in the raw material, to give them more confusion hmm. so that they will um, use catalyst more efficiency in third density physical and thus evolve more rapidly out of third density, while before they were sort of chilling in bliss. Now they can't, we can't chill, or 3D souls have some friction um, by mind, by uh, limitations of perception, particularly the, the focus of consciousness in the five senses, that, that consciousness, which is essentially unlimited, uh, is heavily limited, by the thickening of this curtain, so-called between conscious and unconscious, meaning there's so much that's not conscious, there's so much we don't know. Ross said, understanding's not of your density, by design. Understanding's not of third density, by design. And that comes from God's will. So God made evil, and God allows evil, God meaning Logos. Uh, it's not the evil one that put the tares among the wheat in the field of the Lord. It's the Lord who allowed the growth of tares or darnel or intoxicants or the negative path or beings on the negative path by way of that institution of the veiling of mind in 3D physical long, long ago. And now that Logoi, these Logoi have the ironic consequence of 3D souls continuing to be repeatedly cycling in third density and having difficulty getting out of third density by way of the work of the Darnell, the intoxicants of that which the Logoi hath wrought. What hath this log what have these Logoi wrought? They wrought <clears throat> the veiling of mind that led to the creation of a negative path and negatively oriented beings now uh, doing their end game to basically despiritualize, animalize, derationalize, dumb down, perpetually enslave 3D souls for future incarnations so they never leave 3D, 3 density. Hmm. So, uh, the Logoi didn't enjoy <laughs> slow evolution and inefficient use of catalyst 
in bliss and truth and on and and reality with novel now the logoi are going to have to deal with uh, more continued 3d repeating <clears throat> more souls indefinitely cycling in third density without <laughs> any kind of awareness of reality and love and unity and god and purpose uh under the thumb of orion and negative entities which is in the purpose of despirit in the process of despiritualizing, animalizing, derationalizing, dumbing down is the common way of saying it, so that they may <clears throat> stay in third density indefinitely, and become a perpetual slave group for future three D worlds. It seems to me. Great. So you didn't want to deal with it then. You're gonna have to deal with it now. Okay. So <clears throat> that that's the <laughs> brief summary of the basis of my thought that this would be called logoic issues. But going further, <clears throat> it's not just logoic issues, it's also a 3D purpose. The purpose of third density we know to learn the ways of love. Uh, now many souls haven't. <clears throat> and uh, logoic issues and 3D telos may well be the working title here. Logoic issues and 3D telos. Telos comes from the Greek end or purpose or goal. Teleology uh, is the study of ends and purposes and goals. And it's very interesting because I'm going to go back into the parable of the tares uh, and do some more etymology using the interlinear uh, versions of um, Matthew 13. Matthew 13 and... Two Thessalonians. So, two Thessalonians talks about the man of lawlessness. Matthew thirteen uh, is the root where we see this parable of the tares, the root uh, teaching in the New Testament where we see the parable of the tares. So, the parable of the tares we looked into last time, <clears throat> and um, the the basic purpose, the the basic <laughs> issue here is why, why, and how is this fair? Why is this happening on earth? How is it fair? Two levels. Uh, How is it fair for humanity? How is it uh, fair for us? And us, I mean wanderers, because really at this point, nearly the only people who are going to be listening to what I'm saying or listening to these talks are going to be wanderers, most of whom are six density, some of whom are four and five. And that doesn't mean anyone's better than anyone else, but yeah, like Yeshua said, I am from above, you're from below. Some There are old souls and there are young souls in this creation of light in which there really is reincarnation and multidimensionality. So, for the old souls, for those with eyes to, he- eyes to see or eyes to hear and ears to see, for those uh, of greater seeking and love of truth, which we're going to get into later, uh, <clears throat> I'm you know addressing these comments. And the big question is, why and how? Why, why is this happening and how is it fair? Why is it fa- happening and how is it fair? That's what everybody's asking. Everybody who has the spirit-mind linkage to realize there's something terrible happening and this is an end times situation and um, it doesn't seem fair and how can it be? How can it be and how is it fair? Why and how is it fair? Well, the, the how is it fair is how is it fair for humanity 
and for us personally. Why is it happening is <clears throat> logoic teleology, the purpose for God. Why do the why do the logoi let this ride? Why are the logoi facing this? And that's I'm going to go to that after the um, how is it fair or why is it this way uh, and bring in here use this the parable of um, the tares from the Gospel of Matthew to launch towards two Thessalonians uh, in both cases looking at teleolo- looking at interlinear versions or etymology uh, getting into the nitty-gritty of the exact words used and what's 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 going on so briefly from the Wikipedia on Telos uh, literally end or purpose or goal a term used by Aristotle to refer to the full potential or inherent purpose or objective of a person or thing. And the idea from Aristotle was that you can't understand a thing until you understand its purpose. And to conceive of its purpose, one must actually understand the nature of the goal. So the nature of the goal is its purpose, to achieve a goal. Uh, That is an essential basis, that's essential to understanding a thing. Or a person, or the, or a third density, or this world, or what's happening around us. So why is it happening? Uh, we must consider why. Why has it been created? It has been created for the fulfillment of its purpose, or for a goal, which is the fulfillment of its purpose. Well, that's teleology. So we're talking here metaphysical teleology, from the raw material and other traditions, mainly raw material, and Christianity. Mm-hmm. So the Christians, New Testament, Yeshua, they knew very well the the end, the age is ending, the age is ending, and we're getting close to the end, and uh, that's what the parable of tares is all about, <laughs> the nature of the ending, which we which causes us a lot of distress, which it rightly does. It's really quite horrible. Tyranny and genocide, I think, are the um, watchwords here. Now, the, and, and again, uh, asking why or questions of how is this fair uh, means for, for what goal? Now, we know, Ross said, the purpose of incarnation is evolution of my body spirit. <laughs> so anybody asks you what's the purpose of life, that's the answer, or that's an answer. The purpose of life or incarnation is evolution of mind-body-spirit, meaning the evolution or development of, of what we're using. It's really, you know, you can say what we are, but actually it's not that simple. It's what vehicles of light, seven chakras, seven energy fields of the seven chakras, mind-body-spirit, that we're using. Who's the we? Well, who's the speaker, right? So you can say what we are, or what we are is the speaker. Who is the speaker? Well, who is Aham? Who is Au? The Au, the Autan. Who is the Au? Well, <laughs> find out who you are. That's uh, Ramana Maharshi's work, uh, self inquiry. So when you know the speaker, you know also that all that we identify with is not the speaker. The speaker is beyond identity. The speaker is the one that identifies. The speaker, meaning who's speaking, you know? And I'm not saying I'm 
<laughs> you know, I'm not that, uh, uh, I'm not a anything, but the speaker for you and for me, who is the speaker? Uh, the speaker is the one who identifies with the vehicles. What vehicles? Mind, body, spirit, complex. Mind, body, spirit, beingness, totality, complex. Those are the vehicles of the speaker. Hmm. Those are not the speaker. The, the true nature of the speaker is beyond its identifications. Hmm. So identity is really true nature. And what we identify with is not true nature. True nature is that which identifies and forms and fashions identity. But the speaker, the one that identifies and uh, establishes an identity, is doing that by identification with the vehicles. The seven chakras, energy fields, um, mind-body-spirit complex, beingness, totality complex. The seven-dimensional vehicles of light is that which the I um, uh, identifies with. And so... Before there's ahamkara, there's aham or au, there's the one, the I, um, which cannot be defined, really. It's just, you know, self and God or the one infinite creator. Look in the mirror, see the creator, as Ra said. So it's the it's intelligent infinity itself that is the speaker for all, not just me, for you, for all. Who is the speaker? What is the speaker? Anyway, uh, beyond identification... Um, evolution of my body spirit is the freedom of the speaker from its identifications and there's a portion of that called third density a portion of the evolution of uh, <laughs> the being the one uh, that's temporarily identified with the vehicles that in third density needs to learn the ways of love which is to clear the lower three and develop uh, four, five, six sufficiently chakras so as to no longer need to remain in third density. Hmm. Yet here in this world, we see, um, you know, wheat and, and chaff, or grain and tares, uh, darnel, or uh, zizanya. Zizanya was the original Greek word, actually. Uh, intoxicating um, bad seed. So the parable goes like this, and it's 13, Matthew thirteen twenty four. From the Wikipedia. Uh, Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up, meaning the, the blades of grass coming, and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, did, 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 did you not sow good seed in your, in your field? From whence, from where, hath it tares? I mean, where, where the tares come from? Didn't you sow good seed? He, the householder, said to them, An enemy has done this. The servant said to him, Will you then, will you, or wilt thou, would you like it that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, no. Lest you gather up the tares, you will root up also the wheat with them. So they need to keep growing together. Let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, Gather you together first the tares, and bind them in bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. And that's exactly what's going on today. Is by the 
allowance of the tear's continuance in growth, the continued evolution of the negative, negatively oriented souls on planet Earth. Uh, it's getting clear just who go, just which way souls are choosing, which way they wish to go. This is choice of polarity, moral values. Moral values, that's the separation of the wheat and the tares, the uh, positive, the good seed and the bad seed. So, although all is one, in the dimensions of light, there is the appearance and experience of duality. In that, we can say there's good and bad, or there's with love, appreciating unity and truth, or without love, appreciating control, power, domination, injustice, and uh, subjugation of all for the little self to grow. That's the negative path. So we know that there's polarity in the creation, and it seems necessary for the logo, the logos here. So now when we're saying why, how, why is it fair, how is it fair here? How is it fair equals why does the Logos allow it? How is this fair? Why does God allow it? God as the Logos. How is it fair that there's such a proliferation of evil, wickedness, deception, deceit, um, all the horrible qualities of the worst, I would say, the worst of humanity coming up now? Um, just as Ra said in the early 80s, this um, proliferation of increased polarization, positive and negative, for individuals and groups um, under the influence of the fourth ray. As the planet is increasingly fourth ray viable, active, um, stabilized uh, for the new age, uh, those of both polarities are being stimulated. And those of no polarity are being stimulated too. So everybody's being stimulated or acted upon by the increasing green ray field, which is not just green ray, it's also a higher intensity of light. And so it's not just green ray energy, it's greater voltage of light and power, divine, divine power coming through. And... Those that are positive are becoming more so. Those that are negative are becoming more so. Those that are neither are becoming more stuck or choosing, having much more stress at being unpolarized. And that will just continue. And that's by God's design. And it seems, again, um, for this group in this world, um, they're so, these 3D souls in this world are so intimately um, mixed with negativity within their own mind and soul and evolutionary history that it wouldn't have been right for them to be separated away from them before the end of the age. And we'll look into that too. So, down the page, Parable of the Tares, Interpretation, Matthew thirteen thirty-six to 43, and that's what I'm going to look into later. Jesus, Yeshua said, or there's a, <clears throat> another passage, then Yeshua sent the multitudes away and went into the house. His disciples came to him saying, Explain to us the parable of the darnel weeds of the field. He answered them, <clears throat> He who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the word, world. The, the original Greek is cosmos. Right? So the, 
there's <laughs> Earth's 3D cycle as a subset of the galactic 3D uh, worlds, the worlds in third density. Of that 3D sphere in the galaxy, or in the octave, um, the field of third density is cosmic, is the cosmos. The world is the world. The word "world" in English came from the Greek "cosmos," which maybe in that day was used to mean the human physical world. Maybe not. <laughs> you many many lousy translators over the centuries, you know, and so it may well be that the word "cosmos" back then meant sort of what it means today, which is universal or greater than physical and physical non-physical worlds. In totality, so the the great field uh, in which positive and negative arises together is not simply planet Earth or uh, this three D cycle, but the entirety of third density uh, that these logoi um, in which these logoi have instituted this this thicker veiling of, of curtain between conscious and conscious. The veiling in mind has been made. That's the cause. That that has happened in the field of the cosmos in its uh, all of its third density planets that that have this veiling. That's the field in which the logoi allow the continuance of positive and negative. It seems to be necessary, or it's you know once started um, the logoi. There seems to be a need for the continuance of so-called evil side-by-side side with good in third density as a whole. And again, as I said, logoic issues. The logo seems to have an issue with its, with its third ray. And that's understandable. And to, to pop to a higher level, uh, very much cosmos or metaphysical. Third density, third ray, has a very special position because it's the bridge between the lower and the higher. Heart chakra is already beyond the diaphragm. Below the diaphragm, you have one, two, three. Chakras one, two, three. That um, physiological structure in the body, the diaphragm, uh, like a curtain, <laughs> like the curtain between conscious and subconscious. Um, in every yogic tradition, understands the importance of working with the diaphragm through breathing practice, pranayama, and non-controlling practices like um, anapanasati. Uh, the diaphragm, working on the diaphragm is critical for continued evolution of uh, my body spirit uh, in all the breath practice traditions. And that's basically uh, increasing the porosity of the veil between conscious and subconscious, softening, conditioning the physical diaphragm between the heart chakra and the third. Yeah. So there's a real issue um, with third chakra, third ray, um, Logoically, um, cosmos-wide, the, the, for the cosmos, that there are seven rays, that there's a third ray, that it is below a certain uh, cutoff. It, it's on the other side of the veil. <laughs> it's the last uh, point, uh, or the highest point of the three, one, two, three, uh, before we go through the veil to heart, you know, heart, throat, third eye, and crown. So the lower three and the higher four um, are integrated by the work on the third. 
And that's very much working through the distortions of self-consciousness, human level. And so this learn the ways of love is very much bringing love to third chakra or the qualities of um, unconditional acceptance to the last holdout, (laughs) the last holdout of um, distortion in a major way is third chakra, third ray. So that the Logoi have a seven ray system and a seven dimensional system in the octave. Third ray, third position is the last, is the highest point of energy consciousness before uh, getting through the veil, which is not just diaphragm, but actually this curtaining in mind. Moving self-consciousness to deep understanding. Understanding not of your density, it's of fourth density. Uh, unconditional acceptance is the way. And so uh, the field of the cosmos in its third dimensional aspect is the, the, the evolution of third density in the cosmos, in the galaxies, is a reflection of the work that the Logoi are doing on their own third ray which is the very fact that there is uh, a point of consciousness or a point of energy consciousness uh, on the other side of this illusory veil. The veil is an illusion, of course. It's just a, you know, a trick, a trick of the, of the tale, trick of the logos. And so even, even making the, the one seven is a trick. And so making the one seven by the three, one three seven, making a seven from the one, the void, through the three, one, three, seven, is itself a trick for the purpose of experience. But where there's that three, or where, sorry, where there's that seven, the third ray has a critical position. Um, and that seems to be the Logos, you know, <laughs> didn't like it, the Logoi, not just one, didn't like uh, the uh, affairs of third density before the veil, now he's, he's going to have to work with the consequences of not liking the unveiled third density, the third ray with slow evolution. Now you have third ray with slow evolution again. So these are the logoic issues. Why the logos wants, or you know, that, that seems to be necessary for the logos to move towards the galactic in the next octave. The logos is a being, you know. The logos is a guy, a guy or a gal, right? Not gender, obviously, but... The Logos is a being on its own path, just like higher self is too. It seems that the Logos uh, <laughs> is dealing, has to work through its third ray, third ray blockage, which is called the establishing of third density itself. The establishing of third density is sort of an anchor of the veil. There's no veil without its anchoring in third density or third ray. The fact that there's a illusory veil apparently anchored in third ray seems to be the logoic issue. Okay, so now we come back to third density. He who sows good seed is the son of man. The field is the cosmos. And the good seed, these are children of the kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is within them. The darnel weeds, the zizanya, right, the negatively oriented, are also are children of the evil one. Well, they're actually children of the logos. So let's not be confused, because the evil one is simply a face of the one, obviously. The, but, but obviously he didn't want to teach that, or he, I'm sure he knew that, but maybe he didn't know that. You know, Yerah said Yeshua was four to five, right? So 
maybe um, he hadn't come to realize that uh, good and evil are both manifestations of intelligent infinity, the one infinite being in its logoic form, that wants this. The enemy who sowed them is the devil playing the part. The harvest is the end of the age, the reapers are angels, as therefore darnel weeds are gathered up and burned with fire, so it will be at the end of this age, the end of this third density cycle. The Son of Man will send out his angels. This is what to look forward to. This is going to happen. You know, If the first part of this seems pretty darn accurate, I think we could have a little faith that maybe the second part of this will be pretty darn accurate too. It, it may happen before our lifetime is over, or at least before third density is over. Our lifetime is another matter, but the uh, age is, another, is separate. Before the age is over, it may well be that uh, miraculous um, occurrences, celestial coming down for all to see, from which every knee shall bend, every knee shall bend, um, if a majestic apparition occurs that's real, a logoic manifestation. And it, and it really might happen. <laughs> uh, but there's going to be really bad, much worse conditions first. The Son of Man will send out his angels. They will gather out of his kingdom all things that cause stumbling, meaning ne- the temptation of those on the negative path made by God, made by the Logos, yeah. The Logoic, <laughs> the portions of the Logos that cause other portions of the Logos to stumble in accord with Logoic plan or purpose. The, the Logos needs polarity. This lo- The Logoi need polarity to work through their third ray issue. Because third ray is it polarity. There's the, the, the whole notion that there's a veil or a higher and a lower is the illusion of polarity on, on a logoic scale. The fact that there's a seven ray system itself is based in polarity. The fact that the seven ray system has a lower three and a higher four as polarity is the purpose for which the Logoi brought in the veil in 3D physical, to more fully experience what polarity is and its resolution. However, I don't think there can be any salvation. I mean, <laughs> there, you, you, you not only have now um, 3D positively oriented souls that are chronically repeating, but you have 3D negative souls that are chronically repeating. Now you have chronic... <laughs> repeating of all sorts of souls, positive and negatively oriented, non-harvesting in third density, on this planet. Now, that's not everywhere. That's just this planet. And that's why, at some level, humanity on Earth may be one of the apples in the eye of uh, the Logos, because this is the maximal distortion, or apparently close to, (laughs) I would think, maximal distortion of 3D consciousness, so that Positively oriented can't graduate. Negatively oriented can't graduate. Non-polarized can't graduate. <laughs> and periodically there are these cataclysms, you know, uh, that ca- they cause cataclysms like Maldek and then Mars and then Atlantis. Even, even Lemuria went down, not by their own, you know, distortions it seems, but everybody's getting smashed at the end. Or cycles, you know, civilizations and... 3D, um, 3D cultures and civilizations die by, um, you know, smashing. <laughs> Maldek did by itself. Mars did by itself. Lemuria did not by itself, even though they were helpful and harmless. 
they went down too in a in a big smash ending, and then Atlantis by their own hand, and then all these empires, the Roman Empire and all the wars of the 20th century, the demo side, you know, humanity, this group of chronic repeaters uh, seems to, mag, you know, karmically generate um, uh, boom and bust or um, uh, cycle terminating destruction where it cycles of evolution or um, it's current civilization is terminated and made into a cycle by destruction, by its own self-destruction. And so I guess that's what the Logos is exploring. The Logoi are exploring self-destruction, suicidality, self-hatred, love of pain and darkness. Mm. The Logoi want to experience that which is maximally other from itself. Maximally other from infinity the infinity of love and light, truth, or light, you know, awareness and power, right? The big three. Omnipre- uh, omnipotence, omniscience, omnipresence, infinite will, infinite mind awareness, uh, which includes infinite love, and the capacity or, or the nature as infinite presence, you know, infinite um, appearance, all... Uh, all appearing, the opposite of that is um, chronic 3D repeating of positive and negative, and specifically done by the agency uh, now, this version of chronic 3D repeating, um, under the, you know, uh, under the thumb of negative entities that love pain, inflicting pain, their own pain too, they're all masochists, every sadist is a masochist, of course. There's, there's no sadism without masochism. There, there's no causing you pain without causing me pain, of course. Positive path, we know that. Negative path, they don't. So all the occult sadists are <laughs> common masochists as well. All of them. And so the Logos wants, the Logoi want to know that. Okay, those are, looks like some kind of issue to me, but you know, it's not my work. So the second half of Yeshua's interpretation, the Son of Man will send out his angels. They will gather out of his kingdom all things that cause stumbling, separation, those and those that do iniquity, and will cast them into the far, furnace of fire. Maybe they'll be reabsorbed. <laughs> Maybe chronic, chronic repeaters um, will be re- reabsorbed into Atman. I don't know. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then, then the righteous will shine forth like the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And so, uh, it seems necessary for these souls in third density. I mean, throughout the sector, I imagine souls in multiple 3D planets who have failed harvest, not harvestable, not graduating, have been brought here. Like Ross said, 10 to 15 or some like a dozen different uh, 3D groups, non-harvestables have been brought here. So you have a collection of non-harvestables, positively oriented, non-oriented, and negatively oriented, uh, all together, (laughs) the grain and the tares. And... Uh, it seems necessary 
you know, it's like if you, you don't pay me now, you pay me later. What these souls are going through is similar to what the Logos is going through, too. As below, so above. As above, so below. These souls have a problem with third density. The Logos has a problem with third ray. The Logos creating a seven ray octave inevitably has a problem by having, by having a third ray as an anchoring of the veil uh, of a lower higher or the whole schema of time, space, space, time, right? You can say that for densities one, two, three are space, time for the Logos. Densities four, five, six, seven are of time, space for the Logos, right? The same kind of space, time, physical and time, space, non-physical dichotomy holds for the octave as a whole, not just for particular dimensions, for conscious, self-conscious beings, three, four, five, six. Also for the Logos, the Logoi, not just one. <laughs> I have to remind myself on that. A whole bunch of them are into this. They're into it. What are they into? They're into the exploration of the nature of third ray and um, octavic polarity. There's a polarity in the octave. Before there was positive, negative path. The polarity was the fact that there's seven dimensions. Uh, three and four. That there's a lower and a higher. It seems to me that there's a whole structure of space-time, time-space, or physical, non-physical. Form and, you know, nama-rupa. Name and form. Consciousness and energy. Ah, so the polarity of consciousness and energy, or form, you know, form and matter coming out of, you know, vibrational energy field, or vibrational energy or light manifesting as form and consciousness. That's a polarity. Ah. So the very polarity of the octave, not only there being a seven, is the polarity that there's what we call uh, energy fields or form and matter and, and uh, you know, the energetics uh, manifestation of vibration as well as the consciousness um, of, of, of mind. So mind-body is associated with the very intrinsic, you know, metaphysical polarity of octaves of there being um, namarupa, name and form, or consciousness and energy, sentient light, right? Vibrating sentience, sentient vibration. So the vibration is energy, which goes to matter. The sentience is consciousness or uh, infinite awareness that coalesces into subjectivity or self-consciousness particularly in third density. So, the logo, there are a lot of issues that the Logoi are dealing with by themselves <laughs> um, to evolve to their next, you know, to, for them to graduate out of the next octave, it seems, to the, to the level of galactic Logos, or to return to their pre, pre-differentiated condition, right? The Logoi are differentiations. Once a, plant, once a solar system gets into third density... I think it's maybe second density, second or third. Ross said, once a solar system gets into, I don't know, second, third, second density or third? Maybe second. I'm not sure. Maybe um, maybe second, maybe third. Uh, once the solar system gets to that, then their the boss differentiates from galactic to solar logos. And yet, um, these solar logos seem to, uh, as a whole feel that their evolution is going to be uh, accelerated by the um, establishing a veil in mind in 3D physical so that there are two paths of polarity. 
so that it can work on the whole nature of polarity. So the work of this uh, this level of logos, there's the solar logo I may be, working through the very polarity they themselves have created, <laughs> the polarity of, of light being vibratory and sentient, or something like that, <laughs> if you're still here. So uh, this section in Matthew, just a couple of interesting things. Matthew 13.39 from the uh, interlinear, the phrase, um, the enemy having sown them is the devil, diabolos in the Greek. And the harvest um, is the end of the age. The uh, harvest is the end of the age. That phrase actually is terismos sintelia, sintelia. Hey, hey, sintelos. Yeah, right. Same word, telos. The harvest is the consummation of the age. Terismos, the harvest, uh, Ionos, Ionos, the age, like Aeon, right? Aeon comes from Ionos, Ionos, Greek. The harvest of the age is Sintelea. That's the key. Sintelea. Sintelea comes from Sin and Tilos. That's the wind down. But when you get to Sin and Telos, Sin means with or a primary preposition denoting union. So this is from Blue Letter Bible. Uh, very hardcore etymology. So sin, um, a primary preposition, right, before, sin, something synthetic. Sintelos, sintelos is a prime, denotes union. Union of what? The union of the telos. And telo, telos to set out for a definite point or goal, and back to um, goal and end and purpose, um, that by which a thing is finished, um, uh, the end to which all things relate, the aim, the, the limit at which a thing ceases to be, always of the end of some act or state, the end of their density, but not of the end of a period of time. Hmm. It's the end of a phase of phenomena. It's an a, the end of a phenomenal phase, the end of a, of a period of time in which something occurs. What is that? Is their density. The end of the age is the end of the 3D cycle, which we already know. But it's very interesting that the end is telos, and so the end in Telos is also about purpose. The end is the purpose. Now, Ra said, you know, entities, the, the original desire is that entities seek and become one. So entities seek and become one is the purpose or the goal or the hope of the Logoi. Well, they ain't doing so well with these, with third density. <laughs> before they were veiled, before it was veiled, you had entities uh, indefinitely chilling in, in, you know, awareness, in unfettered awareness of love and unity and purpose. But they weren't making effort because they were doing well. So you have <laughs> uh, slow evolution in third density without a veil. Now you have chronic repeating and uh, <laughs> spiritual dismemberment, uh, slow evolution in third density with the veil. Good. You couldn't learn then, you better learn now. <laughs> Me, God, <laughs> Logos, 
us source so uh, this end or limit at which a thing ceases to be is also the fulfillment of its purpose now is the purpose of third density a chronic um, non-integration non-incompatibility maybe so is 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 the logos want to experience chronic you know the logos thought uh, I want beings, uh, the Logoi before the veil, it seems. Now we're back on Logoic issues. Metapsychology of the Logoi. Uh, the Logoi, <laughs> before the veiling, it seemed, thought that um, the unveiling slow evolution was problematic. Now, the Logoi, having put in the veil, are come back to chronic slow evolution, not only, uh, not, not in, in awareness, bliss, truth, but in misery, uh, enslavement, perplexity, and uh, the uh, ocean of distortion, and, and much a gnashing of teeth and pain. It may be that um, there's no reconciliation in third density that the purpose of third density whether the logo that the logoi are needing to learn is that there's that polarity is irreconcilable in third density and therefore you're going to always have entities that don't get out of third density or there's some problem with third density itself that that you know the root of the uh, illusion of the seven rays is third de- third ray the seven rays and third ray. This is beyond my level. I don't understand it. But there is some kind of um, insolubility, perhaps, uh, being learned here. Irreconcilability of, of polarity or the, the um, unresolvability of distortion by, uh, in third density by the very establishing of a seven ray octave. If you establish a seven-ray octave, you're going to have a problem in third density, whether it's uh, with a veil or without a veil. <laughs> with, you know, moral polarity in densities uh, three, four, five, or not. <laughs> with positive, negative, you know, with a distinction between grain and darnell, good seed, bad seed, or not. With moral polarity or not, third density is problematic. Third ray is problematic. Um, and so I don't know. I mean, I, I can't take it further than that. So it's, uh, it's the end of a, and, and that, that phrase, this is from a uh, blue letter Bible lexicon on, um, telos termination limit at which a thing ceases to be always of the end of some act or state like third density, but not of the end of a period of time. So I don't know what that means. The the evolution of life on earth is not over. Just the evolution of third density cycle on earth is ending. Now, I think (laughs) if somebody, if you're still here, um, I think I've explained a bit or we looked into now a bit of the, the, the problem of third ray for the Logoi 
they got a problem with third ray. Third ray is a problem. The octave is a problem. The octave is a problem because third ray will always be a problem. The, the polarity is a problem, or polarity is. And if you want to make light, it must be polarized. If you want to make an octave, um, it must be of vibrating polarized light. If you wish it to be seven rays, you must have a third ray anchoring a veil or anchoring, not a veil, but anchoring, you know, a bridge between a lower and a higher, between that which um, is of matter or that which is of form and that which is of consciousness. If you're going to have vibration, if you're going to have, (laughs) if you want experience uh, other than infinity, if you want the experience of finity, you'll have to make an illusion of limits. You'll have to be using the concept of light. If you wish to do that, it must be vibratory. If you wish to do that, it must be polarized. Vibratory is polarized. If you wish to do that, it must be of the polarity of form and consciousness. If you wish to do that, it must be a seven-ray system where there's a lower and a higher. If you wish to do that, then you must have a third ray anchoring the... um, anchoring the polarity or as some kind of hinge, some kind of pivot, some kind of bridging, some kind of basis of the polarity, which comes out as lower, higher, or body-mind, or form, energy versus consciousness, awareness. (laughs) If you're still here, your brain won't be in a good condition. My brain is all right after... Several months of uh, this kind of brain work, my brain can handle it for today. So, okay, you want to experience finity, you'll need an illusion of limits, you'll need to be working through the concept of light, light will be intrinsically vibratory, that means polarized, that means of uh, form or energy fields as well as consciousness awareness, that means you're going to need to work with a, a... a polarized uh, structure called time and space or a seven-dimensional matrix, which will inevitably have a lower higher, um, you know, as above, so below, the lower more of form or matter or energy and the higher or of consciousness in mind. All right. And if you have that, you're going to have an anchor or you're going to have a hinge or you're going to have something that... um, is the nut that must be cracked or is the basis of the two, of the one remaining to appear as a two, right? <laughs> that, the, the, that the one remains to appear, the vibration keeps, the polarity or light keeps vibrating and so the illusion of a two continues and the basis of the illusion of the two is third ray or something like that and you're going to have trouble with souls that are unveiled and you're going to have trouble with souls that are veiled, <laughs> Whether there's no evil or there's this proliferation of evil, there's going to be a problem in third ray. Something like that. So, take it up with your higher self and see what you find. Now, <laughs> if that's not, if, as if that's not enough for you, we're only in 51 minutes. There's 2 Thessalonians 2. This is from a Berean, Berean Study Bible the section called The Man of Lawlessness. This is bringing us back down to current end times on planet Earth. The Man of Lawlessness, uh, from their translation, uh, 
Um, I'll read it. It's just actually, it's uh, Thessalon 2 Thessalonians 2, uh, 1 through 12. And again, I'm not a scholar of anything, um, much less New Testament. But, you know, the, the New Testament, Yeshua, they really got the number of evil. That's why the, the demons don't like the name of Yeshua. They really don't like Yeshua because he had their number long, long ago. Um, some Islamics do too. The number of uh, the, the beast. <laughs> they, he knew the beast and Orion and negativity just like the Gnostics did. Mm-hmm. You can look at my essay, uh, Gnostics, Yahweh, and Cosmic Mideast War. You can find it on the PDF page for free. Uh, the Gnostics knew what was going on here. And Yeshua did too. And uh, they much, muchly understand the way end times is going to play out here. So this section, 2 Thessalonians 2, the man of lawlessness, uh, 1 through 12, I'll read the Berean study Bible version. Now concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and of our being gathered together to him, we ask you, brothers not to be easily disconcerted or alarmed by any spirit or message or letter seeming to be from us, alleging that the day of the Lord has already come. Meaning it hasn't yet. (laughs) But for us, it's apparently, seems to be of our generation. Uh, Section 3. Let no one deceive you in any way, for it will not come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness, the son of destruction, is revealed. And so um, the tares grow with the wheat, so they may be more fully revealed. Apocalypsos, right? The apocalypse of evil is occurring day by day. That may be a purpose for which the tares or the bad seed were allowed to grow side by side with the good seed for the entirety of the cycle, so that it may be more fully revealed for all with eyes to see. He, this man of lawlessness, or son of destruction, or evil, will oppose and exalt himself above every other, about every so-called God or object of worship. So he will seat himself in the temple of God, capital G, proclaiming himself to be God, which we see. Five, do you not remember that I told you these things while I was still with you? Now this is like Yeshua's voice. And you know what is now restraining him, so that he may be revealed at the proper time. So again, uh, the telos of the parable of the tale, of tares, the the telos uh, of the age, is to some degree the revelation of evil. The apocalypse of evil is is to some degree the purpose for which evil has been allowed or bad seed allowed to grow up over the millennia through this 3D cycle on this planet along with the the good or the service to other or love-based souls. Uh, And you know what is now restraining him so that he may be revealed at the proper time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Um, Anomi is lawlessness. (laughs) Uh, no nomos, um, namelessness, uh, lawlessness, um, not in accord with uh, divine 
will, <laughs> except at a higher level, that's another matter. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work, but the one who now restrains it will continue until he is taken out of the way. So this continued restraint uh, of evil, now we see it pulled away. And that's just like Frank Zappa. You see, they think that they're in charge, but they're not. Frank Zappa's quote, something like, the, uh, pro- the illusion of freedom will persist or continue for as long as uh, it, it's profitable. When the profitability, when there's no more profitability to the illusion of freedom, it will be withdrawn. That's what we have today. The illusion of freedom is no longer profitable to those who profit from it. Now, we have some personal freedom, obviously, but then <laughs> I think you know what I'm talking about, where there's this illusion of freedom. Uh, we have less freedom than we think or want, uh, but that's, all, that's been the case even before the current crisis. The illusion, the freedom has been, all, for a long time, increasingly illusory or decreased. Decreasing freedom, yet people imagine I have great freedom. Even though, even free will is not of total freedom. <laughs> so, but Zappa, Frank Zappa was absolutely correct and his family was in on this. Um, the illusion of freedom will persist for until, uh, until it's no longer profitable. And then when it's no longer profitable, the, uh, something like the stage, the props will be taken out of the way and the actors cleared from the stage and the, the brick wall at the back of the stage will be seen. And we'll see that we weren't living in a free system, but rather a illusion of freedom system. So that that's being revealed today too. So and then, so for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work, but the one who now restrains it will continue until he's taken out of the way. No more restraint. And then the lawless one will be revealed. So not being restrained equals being revealed whom the Lord Jesus will slay with the breath of his mouth and annihilate by the majesty of his arrival, dimensional shift, or maybe logoic uh, appearance beforehand. Breath of his mouth, of course, is pneuma. Pneuma is spirit. Pneuma is divine power. It's pure light. The coming of the lawless one will be accompanied by the working of Satan with every kind of power, sign, and false wonder, and with every wicked deception directed against those who are perishing, because they refuse the love of the truth that would have saved them. If you don't love truth, you won't be saved by yourself. You can't save yourself if you don't love truth. And the more you love truth, the more you can save yourself. So, this, this is um, 9, 10... Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians 2, 9 through 10, or 9 through 11. This is critical, this final section, 9 through 12. Uh, the coming of the lawless one will be accompanied by the working of Satan, with every kind of power, sign, and false wonder, and with every wicked deception directed against those who are perishing. And here's the key, this is uh, stanza 10. Because they're perishing because they refuse the love of the truth that would have saved them. For this reason, God will send them a powerful delusion. That too is a, another phrase that needs to be uh, unpacked etymologically. It's actually an energetic delusion. It's high energy delusion. 
so that they believe the lie in order that judgment may come upon all who've disbelieved the truth and delighted in wickedness. So humanity, you know, wasn't particularly a moral group before the current crisis. And the current crisis, uh, like a rotten piece, as some Catholics wrote about World War II before, during the war, that before the war there was still already a rotten piece. Then they had a, a bad war. Uh, the peace was rotten because uh, this is a very degenerate group, morally. I mean, there are a lot of nice people. I meet a lot of nice people. But mainstream media is super degenerate. And, you know, degeneracy has been on the rise basically in the last hundred years. You know? And that's an interesting thing. Humanity has got its problems, for sure. They're non-repeating. I mean, non, non-harvesting, they're repeating. So there are very few who are capable of 51% service to other Serves to all, harvest to four D positive, you know, name inscribed in the book of the king, uh, book of life. Um, that seems to be very few before the last century, but now with <laughs> with the current, you know, the blitz, the blitzkrieg, uh, the full the full assault on human consciousness and body, mind, body, mind, and society. Um, morality is really being shredded and. Uh, as well as mentality and rationality. So this is a demoralization agenda being, um, you know, uh, repeatedly back up and repeat, go forward, back up and go forward, as Besmanov suggested, actually. So, uh, but the point, there are a couple of points here. They're perishing because they refuse the love of truth. So if you don't love truth, if you refuse love of truth, you see, if you don't love truth, you're refusing it. If you don't, if we don't choose and live in virtue, it's because we've chosen to refuse. It's not just, it doesn't just happen. We choose to refuse. Thus we are without. So without discernment is without knowing is the result of uh, chronic refusal to seek and know and accept. Just how much do you love the truth? That's a good question to ask yourself, I think, is my paragraph that's gotten some traction. How much do you love the truth? How much do we love the truth? Yeah. And so, the truth shall set you free. The truth saves. Jesus saves. Truth saves. Um, Buddhi. Buddhi saves. Not just manas, but buddhi. Discernment. Discernment saves. Vishuddhi maga saves. The, the way of Vishuddhi. Fifth ray, blue ray, saves. Pray for discernment. Truth saves. Loving truth saves. And the opposite of that is perishing. And that's a very clear distinction we see everywhere, I see. That the people who are in the worst way uh, are uh, commonly the people who've refused truth. Now, there's also those who love the truth that are deeply, um, deeply angst, deeply upset. And in a lot of suffering and pain, they, we, that, that's a different matter. That's not uh, perishing. That's just suffering under tribulation. Suffering under tribulation is not perishing. Perishing is under the thumb of deception and negativity and, and breaking up mentally, spirit, emotionally, and spiritually. Having, being completely spiritually um, desolate and emotionally 
uh, breaking up, psychologically deconstructing even. That's not the same as the pain of those with open heart um, feeling um, the pain of this world more keenly. So I'm gonna. I, I think our time, my time, is up for today. Um, I gotta go in a moment. So what I'm gonna do is hold that, hold hold a discussion here, and come back to this man of lawlessness, and look a little bit into um, some of the etymology of some of the Greek words you translated this way, and um, a deeper understanding of what's going on today. This uh, Logoic issues and 3D telos, the uh, issues of the Logos and the purpose for which third density in this planet is manifesting as it does today. So I hope this was useful. I hope you're well. Take good care of yourselves and good night.